Welcome to Open All Ours, the QPR podcast. I'm David Fraser. Um, how many of us are there tonight? One, there's five of us. Five of us. We had five last week. So uh, I'm David. Also with me are two of the other co-founders of the podcast. We have Chris Charles. Hello. From BT Sport. Yes. Copious notes. I have. Well, last week I forgot what I was talking about in mid-sentence. So as I'm getting old, I have to have these things here just to remind me. <laughs> That's Three pages of notes, typeface, 14, I would say. Uh, probably about 18, I think, because I haven't got any glasses either. So apart from that, I'm doing really well. It's good, though. <laughs> Better than my notes, which are, this is the crumple of my notes. Oh. They are literally written on the back of an envelope. So much more thorough you are, but then you are the journalist, so mm. that's what you do for a living. Uh, also, Paul Finney. Hello, Paul. No notes at all. Surpri- I wonder if that would surprise people. Because I'm That dyslexic. you podcast without notes. And to be fair, Dan's a better job than you do. Well, <laughs> let's open it up to the vote. <laughs> Favourite or retweet? Back, um, of a, back, of a, back of a fag packet notes as opposed to back of the head notes. Anyway, carry on. Um, and also to making their debut, we have Oliver Brett. Hello. Oliver, welcome on. Where, where, where do you sit at QPR? Um, I was in Lower Loft. I sit at Ellerslie. I'm just buying tickets as I go at the moment, but uh, I, I think Upper Loft from now on potentially the first person to ever have worn a replica shirt whilst doing the podcast. Apart, Apart from, from the, the kids. kids one. Yeah. Apart from the kids one. <laughs> that's insulting, that's insulting. <laughs> is, that, do, is that true? Or is someone... What, may, you're maybe. You're I don't right. think it happens you're all right. that often. Yeah. Well, you kind of don't need to because no one are QPR fans. But it's nice that you turned up... The, <laughs> I think it's he, great. He horrible I think he wants mm. you to... Sign it, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> no way we're talking about dyslexia. Anyway, he's, got, he's got the old badge on it. I, out of, out of interest, and this before you introduce the next guest, um, who actually liked that badge? You're talking about the the one with the, the feathers. Breed Tory's wig. No. no okay. This was a good shirt, though. What is it? So you're wearing the Lotto Air Asia shirt. It was the Ravel Morrison playoff promotion. Right. What is it? Wembley shirt. Well, they got the thickness of the hoops correct. I, would say. I, I do yeah. like the long sleeves as well. Yeah. Yeah. It is Ravel Morrison-esque. That is the, it is the Ravel Morrison shirt. And fourth guest, mm-hmm. um, can I do a really unentertaining, like in the middle of the podcast, is Paul talking close enough to the microphone, Neil? We got it. We got it. We got a nod. Sorry, I know that's very boring for everyone, but we can't bother to go back and re-record, so I'll just ask out loud. Final mm-hmm. guest is Noel Keating. Evening, how no, are you? Very good, Now, Where do you sit in the, in Loftus Road? <laughs> <laughs> well, That's quite funny for you. That is. Um, so I've been twice in the last two years. I live, okay. in, Bri- I live in Brisbane. You live in Brisbane. <laughs> so you so excuse. last time I was here, I sat with Paul in South Africa Road. And I survived and I came back. That um, was a very good host, actually. You were a great host. Very you looked good. after me, yeah. Yeah. Um, and on Friday, I sat in the R block and it was fantastic. Mm. It was great. I went there specifically because that's where the noise comes from. So, How much do you get to see of us out in Brisbane? Not a great deal. Um, other than the, um, the sites um, run by Rangers. Yeah. That's it. You know, if you subscribe to that, then great. Other than that, YouTube highlights, etc. Mm. But that's about it. Has it made a difference having the live games? Uh, it has, yeah, yeah, it has. Um, 
the difficulty is that you have to get up at two in the morning to watch them. So, yeah, of course, not great. But the highlights packages, etc., you can watch all of that back. It's just not the same. Yeah, but being there. So just, your typical great. match day routine is wake up, check how QPR got on. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, wake up the next morning. How'd you go? And we, to lost. Be fair, we lost. Usually, <laughs> to, to be fair, to be fair, I was a bit like that Jeep look last season. If I'm being brutally honest with you, are you from Australia originally? Or no, you, no, no, no. I didn't think you were. Where, no, no. where are you from originally? I actually grew up in Fulham. Okay. Funny enough, so I was talking to Paul about this earlier on. I was surrounded by Chelsea as I grew up. Oof. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> it was great. So I'd come down to Rangers um, in the early eighties, be surrounded by Chelsea when we were playing them, and then I'd go home and be surrounded by Chelsea oh, on the way home. Lord, yeah. So I remember really those good. days? Yeah. yeah. Mm. Who but, are the English teams they tend to support in Brisbane? Uh, it's the same everywhere you go. So it's the Man Uniteds and the Chelseas, and you see, well, you see lots of Asian people walking around Brisbane with a Man United shirt on, and you wonder. What on earth are you doing? Mm. When are you ever going to go there? Have you ever actually been to England, Manchester, etc.? Um, no different to anywhere else. But um, every now and again you see... I was driving down the road and saw a Brentford sticker the other day. Wow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was almost exactly what I said, yeah. <laughs> can you imagine, like, you pulled up the lights and said, like, you robbed us. <laughs> you know what I mean? And probably going, huh? Yeah. Yeah. There's a few Spurs fans in Arsenal, but other than that, yeah, it's, it's the, the real big sides, the international sides that you see. Okay, so that was welcome, everyone, especially to the the two lads who are on for the first time. Um, we our beers are sponsored this week uh, by Kieran Dowling, so thank you very much to Kieran. Thank you. Thanks, um, Kieran. And um, if this is the first time I do this every podcast, if this is the first time you've listened to us, you can listen to our old episodes at QPR Pod. .co.uk, where you can also buy us beers like Kieran. Click on support the show. Um, and if you have any other comments, please, which we had lots this week, which we'll be kind of going through as we go through the show, you can follow us on Twitter at QPR Pod. Chris, let's jump into your mm. copious notes well, yeah. and start with mm-hmm. the reverse against Fulham on uh, Friday night. Out of night. interest, Chris, before we, before we go on to your notes, have you got a programme with you as well? Yes, all right. Do you want Paul to sign it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All will become clear later. That, that, that's mm. the first person ever to turn up in a shirt and a programme at the same time. Yeah. Just saying. Well, Carry on. Welcome to the Loftcast. <laughs> 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 have, have, have you had Australian guests before? Yes. yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, he had one, but he didn't speak. <laughs> Just a try. No, he did. Oh, did he? Yeah. Okay. We've had guests from America and Australia... So we need to start going around the world. And Ireland, obviously, quite a few of them. So if you're from another country and you're in town and you support QPR, give us a shout. And please we had Norwegian on. on as well. We did? We did. We did. We did. Mm-hmm. We did. Go on, Chris. Well, yeah, I mean, I think normally when you lose 2-1 to Fulham, you're pretty devastated, obviously. But it's it strangely walking out of the ground, not too unhappy because... It was such a good game. I think the lads gave it their all. I mean, there were a few shortcomings, which I'm sure we'll get to later. Generally, couldn't fault the worth ethic. And it, it, I know it was 2-1. It could have been 2-all. It could have been 3-all. If, if both sides had finished their chances, it could have been 7-all. We could have won it. It was just that really topsy-turvy sort of game. I think going up to the, the first goal, which was a horrendous fluke, then um, it's going miles wide. For it sadly got de- deflected off Robinson. I thought other than that, had a brilliant game. Probably man of the match. Um, so yeah, it was a bit of a weird one. I mean, it's, it was annoying when the old yeah, it, it's happening again song started, and it's like get back in your box, you lot. But but generally, 
Um, not too disheartened. I, I mean, it is on the flip side, five games now without a win. Uh, if that gets into six and seven, then, you know, and you start looking over your shoulder, then, then, then that's going to be a bit worrying. But if we show the same sort of resolve in the next few games, I think we'll be all right. Do you not find, though, that we're becoming very, very predictable? Well, yes, there is an element of that. But I think, I, I think basically, if we'd had a decent striker, we could have still won a load of these games or drawn the games we've lost, won the games we drew. But then Chris saying that, if they had a decent striker who didn't think he was in the film extras, Tora, 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 they could have been four or five up. <laughs> yeah. You know, he, he, was, he was all over the show diving like a madden. So we can't keep saying we've got to keep the ball out of our net. That's where we are. It can't, I, I did the same thing. I came away as you were on, on Friday. Well, mm. I would give it a go. But is that what we are now? We're just happy to give it a go. We're happy to lose as long as we try. Is that good enough? That's another London derby we've lost. No, but losing whilst trying is an upgrade on what was happening previously. But why, why, why can't we just beat? I know we beat. Be football. good. Be, you <laughs> know, I would, I, I would, I would rather play shade and it go off someone's hole in the last minute and have a derby win. You know, you know. I what? Don't, Hang on, what? <laughs> go no, off don't worry. Backside, um, it goes oh, up. I see, I see. Yeah. So deflection. You, yeah, you know, like I don't care as long as we can stop. We're losing too many London derbies, in my opinion. Our defending, if you're asking me, which you're not, but I'm going to tell you anyway. Our defending is abysmal at times. Robinson was good though. Rob, it, it doesn't. Yeah, you can't. You can't keep saying that. We're we're leaking way too many goals. Why do we have to go two 0 down before we start playing bloody football? Why don't we try and score before we try and equalise? Well, we did, but because we haven't got any decent strikers, we didn't put the ball in the net, basically. And, and, and We haven't got any decent strikers, well, or we haven't got this well, A-game striker that we've been talking well, about. Well, I shouted up Silla last week saying that he should be given a decent run in the and side. And you wanted Washington dropped. It's like I did. you've got a hotline <laughs> to Ian Holloway. <laughs> <laughs> but to be fair to Washington, I'm glad he got his goal. Hopefully that's given him a bit more confidence. Impact sub, he, he did all right. I, I think um, I think Silla did really well in the first half, tailed off a bit. You don't think so, no? No. Okay. Um, tailed off a bit in the second half, which may be expected because, you know, he hasn't had many starts this season. But I personally would give Silla a run and pair him with either Mackey or Washington. Okay. Oliver? Okay. Sorry, go on. Yeah, I just think it's funny, like, you talk about kind of maybe we're too predictable or we're too kind of consistent. But then the problem last season, at the end of the season, was complete inconsistency in the squad and the form, well, the form was consistently bad, but <laughs> the inconsistency in the team and the formation was so hard to keep up with. So at least now you know the midfield three are good. They're always going to play mm. together, and then it's just trying to work the other bits out. So at least, that's, <laughs> you know, it sounds like an odd thing to say, but something's working. Like the goalkeeper's working, the midfield's working. It's just, like, you know, we can say the strikers can't score goals, but they never get chances, I think, because we just don't create well, very much. When so. you listened to the analysis back on the TV of the pundits, I can't remember who they had in now. They had the fellow who used to play for Blackburn and uh, who did they have? Keith Andrews and someone else and Tommy Smith. They said that the problem, their analysis was not the strikers, but the service to the strikers, that they were feeding on scraps and that they didn't have very much to, to work on. Right. At one point in the game... So I just point, Dave, that's rude. I mean to point. We had Silla, who Chris thought would have a good game. That's fair enough. I thought he went down too easily. I thought that he was pushed off the ball too easily. Mm-hmm. I don't think he challenged 
the defenders enough. I don't think he he stuck to a plan where you'd like to see a striker playing through the middle most of the time. He was quite. Everyone was out in the wing sometime, and no one in the middle. I'm thinking, I'm no Sherlock Holmes of tactics, but I'm pretty sure if you pass the ball now, lads, it's going to go straight to their keeper, and that annoys me. We're not great. Freeman was getting frustrated as he did at Barnsley, fun enough. Where he's making these runs and Skulls win it. Freeman's making the runs. He's looking for the next player. Come on, who's going to run onto it? Mm. It's not happening. They're all stuck in the corner, and because and then playing tippy tappy in front of the goal. Just whack. I mean, there's a, there's a great example of of confidence when Bidwell should have scored. Yeah. You know, he should have just wellied that, put his laces through it, put it in. But he thought too hard. So what is going on? Are we not scoring enough goals? Are we alone in confidence? Because we're at a crisis, not a crisis point, but like you said, this is five game. If we don't start, we've got Sunderland and Bolton. If we don't start picking up points soon, it's we've actually got less points than we had last season. We haven't won away since February. No, your first game in a, in a while. Welcome what did home. you make of it? Just taking up the point on Silla. I think that um, it's important that he gets a run in the side. If Get that guy six to eight games in the side. He looked to me like the target man, certainly in the first half. Um, he took a, an awful lot on his chest um, and kept him controllable on his chest and started bringing the players around him, I thought. Um, that seemed to be what the plan was when Matt Smith came on later on, but that didn't work anywhere near as well as I thought it did with Silla in the first half. Um, I just think he needs to run. He reminds me a little bit of um, Cissé from a few years ago. Um, he just looks like a bloke that if you get him in front of goal enough, he will finish. Well, I mean, yeah, that, that, that's pretty much what I was saying last week. And, and I'm the same as you. I think he held the ball up really well. I thought he brought others into it. I didn't, I didn't think he had a bad game at all first half. But, yeah, we do see things differently, and that, that's fair enough. But I think, given the, I think he's probably a confidence player, and if he gets a decent run in the side, if he's starting every game, if he knows he's going to, if Holloway says, right, you're going to be starting the next three or four, I think that will give him a bit of lift. Yes, he can be a bit lazy. He can be a bit moody sometimes. I think that comes from just think, you know, him looking at the stats. I got one in three last season. These other guys got nowhere near, and yet I'm I'm nowhere near the first team. But then you could argue that you could you could argue the other side of that, make space, make runs. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a there's a bit where the Fulham player tackled him, and he went down like he'd been shot. Well, he um, has got he has got a tendency to do that. I yeah. agree. But then and he also likes to try and be a physio as well. Which he's making sure everyone else is all right. Going around the pitch, make a you all right? Is that a bit of cramp there? I know what that's like. <laughs> I'll sort you out, real mucker. Really? He, he does try and be a wee bit of a physio. And he's probably a very nice human being. And maybe that's his problem. But him and Smith need to start knocking the shit out of defenders. And Washington to a certain degree. We're too nice up top. We're way too nice. We need to be smashing the hell out of players. If, you know, if we want to win games, we've got to shed blood. We've got to leave our soul in that pitch. We've got to stop because they look good at the end of the match. And I will say, Sergio Aguero doesn't smash the hell out of the I think we've got to score goals. Yeah, Fulham didn't do that. Fulham went aggressive. Yeah, but if you're at home in a derby, you're losing. You've got to start smashing players. You've got to start winning. Why? Because if you're you're going to play play the long ball tactics that we're doing, you talk about Aguero. How many long balls does Aguero get? Well, we're playing to Matt Smith. We're playing long balls, and he's just trying to head it. He's not being nasty enough. You need. So if you're going to play them tactics, well, you've got to play. But if we're playing with Silla, then surely the idea is not to play. Uh, we're still and, playing long balls. I know we are, but we're playing less. When Matt Smith comes on, it is long ball, long ball, long ball. And I mean, okay. How like, many were the ones on Friday did we have with the goalkeeper? Uh, I don't know. Tell Free, me. Freeman's one at the end was kind None. of like a one on one. Yeah. Freeman had the one corner of the box. Tell you what, though, if only our goalie could head the ball. Oh. Well, this is, this is it. If we, if we, <laughs> did you say goalie? 
Yeah, what's wrong with that? Uh, we call a keeper back home. What's wrong with... <laughs> okay, <laughs> great. Well done, I'm pleased for you. What's wrong with saying goalie? I, I, called it, I called it goalie at school, but I think keeper is more... I, I don't know, I think there, either or, really. There are some wrong. terms I object to. I don't like people calling football footy. That's a no-no. But, but, but go- yeah, people who don't like football when call it footy. When you play five footy. aside, you don't have rush keeper, you have rush goalie. Yeah, you? goalie's all right. Yeah, whatever. Anyway, who's one picking? Who's picking on me? But if only Alex Smithies could hit the ball. Yeah, let's yeah. go with that, shall we? To be, to be honest, though, that, 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 that was... That was that, Glad you came all the way. That last ten minutes really frustrated the hell out of me and my daughter. Because if we'd have played like that all match... And we did start yeah. off well. We yeah. would have battered him. Yeah. But it's just that, you know, both goals... I, I wasn't too bad until I went home and, and watched it on TV and I thought, Jesus. But the Robinson deflection was unlucky. It was it unlucky. Was. Well, Bidwell was... So was, you take those two moments... No, the deflection the Rob- was unlucky, but what Bidwell was doing before that was insane. To, to, to lose it in that way that we did. And the play tickly. Uh, just little stupid things that just annoy me. Like, if, you, if in doubt, smash the bloody thing out. It's... Mistakes are killing us. Once we get rid of the mistakes, once we start scoring goals, we could be bloody Brazil. But what I, what I would say with that, and if you are if you are shoot if you are taking more shots, then you are going to get the luck, and 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 one is going to go off in on, on off someone's knee, which it did. Where I, they they seem to be having certainly in the first half more efforts than we did on goal. I mean, but they were just their number nine was. I mean, he wasted so many chances. In, o, Ojo, is it the other guy mm. who went off injured as well? Mm. Well, Norm made a great point. Was it Norm? Was it you? He said um, would have been me. It would be. <laughs> yeah. he, he threw himself, <laughs> I think it was me. He, 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 say, he, he threw himself so hard on the floor he busted his shoulder. Yeah, I just read that on Lopper Words, and Brilliant. whether it's true or not, who cares? But. I really hope it's true. If that's a dislocated shoulder because he's thrown himself on the floor, please God, let that be true. Um, maybe I'm just, like, I don't mean to mourn, and maybe I am too much. Nah. I'm just sick of losing London matches. Brentford came in dictors, Fulham of dictors. I went to Brentford last year and we got done again. I'm just sick of losing. Well, the Brentford thing is, is, is slightly different because we sort of played the stiffs, didn't we, I suppose? You know? Oh, okay, we played some. Well, not, the, players, not but... uh, their gaff at the end of last season. Oh, I see what you mean, yeah. So we're losing too many London But derbies. I think what, what's what, what's different about this season is, though, it doesn't look, we're not rolling over. Once we, Even when we went 2-0 down, I didn't think we were totally, there's a load of people left around me, but I thought, no, we've still got a chance with this. Whereas this last season, especially under Hasselbaum, I thought, well, that's it. You know, that's, I think that's the seed after, after the penalty miss was insane. But the whole thing with the, the, that penalty, though, I mean, Lynch, OK, I know he's coming back from injuries, probably not match fit, but to give the penalty away was bad enough, even though it was a dive, really. Uh, but to then, 90 seconds later, just get, just get totally mm. done, done all over uh, and, and give away the second goal was just unforgivable, really. Uh, and it, it's weird that Jack Robinson, of uh, the players fit at the moment, is our best central defender and he's not actually a central defender, which is uh, <laughs> quite concerning. Um, mm. OK, is the... Oliver, I'll ask you this first. I'll put you really on the spot um, in your first podcast. Is the tide starting to turn against Ian Holloway? Actually, like Chris said there, I was surprised at people leaving the ground. We went 2-0 down, and a lot of the people around me left. And I just thought, I actually, I did fancy we'd score one. But I, I'd been to the Burton game earlier in the week, and I just wanted to see a goal, so I was going to hang around no matter what. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just thought that was, absolutely, there was no chance of a goal happening against Burton. Could but I thought explained that Oliver just moved over from Ireland. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, why does that have to be explained? He's only seen two games so far. Oh, it wasn't televised. Whatever yeah, televised Burton, ones are. Okay. No, I'm, I'm, okay. Just, I'm not saying, hey, we've got a we've got a live one here from back home. I'm just saying that, that, that that's he hasn't seen a goal at home. <laughs> he's he's uh, yeah, he's thinking I should be more disappointed maybe. But I, All right. I, I I suppose 
yeah, I had that conversation as well. Yeah. I was, what is it? That when you come over from abroad and you haven't seen many games, you're actually just excited to be there. But then I was so thinking during the I'm game, you, yeah. I was like, maybe if you'd seen this week in, week out, this kind of we're nearly good enough but not quite good enough, then maybe you'd be more frustrated. But I don't the way the team are playing, I was just happy after maybe I saw all of the Premier League seasons uh, on TV. What is it in Australia? Actually, you get them all on TV. Yeah, um, so what is it? Kind of maybe at that time, I was thinking we. I saw every game. We weren't trying, and that was the hardest thing to take was not trying. Mm. But now they're trying. So what's it? Well, it is. That's we've only up. lost one game by more than the old goal this season. That was against Norwich. We 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 we've, we've put up an effort in every game. Um, we've also only won one by more than one, which I think was Reading. So it's it's a bit better than this time last season when we get beat six 0 at home by Newcastle. No, I know it's not, but I, I don't know. I, I do agree with you in some ways, and I do think we're sort of victims of our own start because once you once you start well, like last season, you sort of start to get a bit carried away. And courses of, of, of any fan, you'll say I'll take twentieth, but really, if you start winning, then you're looking at the playoffs and you're looking at you know looking to live the dream. But then that goes back to what I said a few weeks ago. Have we set our expectations so low that we'll take a corner, we'll take a free kick, we'll take a chance because we're not expecting anything? In a league which, quite frankly, again, is a wee bit crap. Yeah. You know, if we, you know, this league isn't. I, I went to Middlesbrough, I went to um, Cardiff, I, um, and I didn't see anything they had that was, you know, rocket science where football is concerned of, of thinking, God, like, the year we won the league, we were special. We were much better than the teams we played. I haven't seen anyone yet who I'm, we haven't yet to play Wolves and everything else, but who I think, yeah. I can see where they're top of the league. I can see where they're doing things right. I can see where they're going with this. And it's still niggling me that if we just had that wee bit of extra... It's not luck because you make your own luck in football. Just pl- stop changing the team. If you're going to play Silla... do that, doesn't If it? you're going to play Silla, like Noel and Chris have said, and I do agree with them, give him six or seven games. Don't bring Samuel on for 45 minutes against Burn and 45 against Barnsley and then not play him again. He's a youngster. That's dangerous to confidence. Give him a run in the team. Give something we badly need pace. I mean, Pavel, I really like, but he's like a robot like Bidwell in some ways. He will just run in a straight line and run back in a straight line. Run up, run down, run up, run down. Whereas when we look him on, he really shook things up. And I'm thinking, you know what? Play him up front. Give him a go up front. He will create space. He will take defenders on. Do something different. Stop being so bloody predictable. Well, I think Pav's a decent. I think Pav's a decent player. I think he's. He's, he's maybe just going through a little rut at the moment where he's not quite as good as he was last season. But I, I, I find it strange that he was taken off for Smith. I'm not saying he had a great game, Pav, but as soon as Smith went off... Um, uh, sorry, as soon as Pav went off and Smith came on, we just lost any width we had. He did look knackered. Really and that Mackie's not ground. a natural, uh, natural mm. winger. And I think, you know, I like Mackie, but I think that, that was maybe the time to take Mackie off instead. Keep that width there. Or if you... If you if, if, you're concerned about Pav, then bring Bright on or bring Wheeler on, you know, just because we immediately yeah. lost that and got squeezed so tight. What's the point of bringing on a six foot, uh, sorry, a, a six foot plenty centre forward and then taking off the winger? Who's yeah, surprised. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So are, if it feels like the, some knives, I won't say the knives, some knives are out on social media online. Yeah, well done for not answering that, Oliver. That was like a politician. You honestly <laughs> did not answer the question <laughs> I, I, whatsoever. I, 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 want to back, well I want to back him completely. So what um, is it? I'm 100% behind him. But. Are they fair to be out? Or is it just, you know, people have not really got much else to talk about? 
I think if you look at Ian's stats, they're pretty dreadful. I um, have the stats in front okay, of me. Okay, go on then. <laughs> Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank, 43 games, 54 points. Ian Holloway, 41 games, 46 points. So, arguably, pretty par, pretty much the same. Mm. And... Uh, Chris Ramsey before him was 32 games, 32 points. They're courtesy of my brother Ben, so if they're wrong, blame him. Um, but like, it, it, it's kind of par for the course. Can I just check something though? Okay, the stats say what they say. Are you enjoying the football? Well, more this was now? this is the other yeah, point. What, yeah. what the stats don't tell you is whether you're enjoying the performance, which I think generally most there is, the enjoyment level has gone up. There does seem to be some. My view is there's some kind of positive movement towards Absolutely. improvement. Friday night was great. I, I loved it. I mean, I know I'm, you know, I've come in after two years being here last time, but the last game I saw was Nottingham Forest at home when we lost two one. Rob Green got sent off, mm. and it was like watching paint dry. It was dreadful. Okay, Chris, you said came out Friday night quite upbeat, enjoyed mm. it, having lost. No, you said the same thing. Yeah. Take out the Man City 3-2 game in the Premier League that time against mm. nine men, yeah. which was a game we lost but was fun mm. and enjoyable. When else When else before this season have you come out of defeats thinking, well, we lost, but it was very positive? I think that's more the expectations. Though. Liverpool 3-2. We, won, we beat them. No, but there was the other 3-2, wasn't there? What? Was it 3-2? Oh, was that when Vargas scored twice? It's when we, they, they got a goal in the last minute. Corker made a mess of something. They're few and far between them, yeah. aren't they? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah but... The, yeah, but... We're playing Fulham. It's not Real Madrid. <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, Burton beat Fulham. You know? And, yeah. Let, let, let me give you another stat. Jim Floyd Hasselbank was sacked on the 5th of November, 2016. <laughs> Chris Ramsey was sacked mm. on the 4th of November, yeah. 2015. We're playing Knott's Forest away <laughs> on the 4th of November, <laughs> what 2017. Wrong? There's some stuff about Nottingham Forest that doesn't quite come to mind. Yeah. That even when we won leagues, we had the best team in the country that didn't win the actual top prize and won European football, we still have never won at Nottingham Forest. So, are you... But and then we got Bolton and Sunderland in between there. Listen, Clive, so. Clive called it right last season. It's not often I agree with Clive because I like a wee bit of reverie amongst the websites. But he was right. If you're going to get rid of Ian, you had to do it before the season started. You, you can't give a manager a pre-season and then get rid halfway through. You can't keep going on that roundabout and chucking someone off in November, December time. They should stick with the manager and the board maybe and those like the players, the board... And then maybe others should take responsibility for what's going wrong as well as the manager. I don't think anyone sitting here is saying that we need to get rid of him. But no win in five. We don't beat Bolton. We don't beat Sunderland. We're not going to win away at Knott's Forest. Then all of a sudden that's no win in eight. And will they start to lose their bottle again? Of course. I I, I don't know if the club will do. I, I... Yeah, oh, I mean, the club will do that. Of that, you c- can be certain because it's, it's when they've got form. They always lose their bottle it's, it's when, when so they need to stand by the manager. Mm. But then, Chris, is that a case of when Tony Fernandez walks down the pitch, puts his arm around Ian, puts a picture up and Twitter, we've got the best manager in the league? Do you start looking for another job? Yeah. The vote of faith. Yeah. Well, f- there was a question posed earlier, wasn't there, on Twitter um, about Les Ferdinand saying. Yeah. Yeah, so there was a few comments yeah. saying that actually this appointment has to work out. Mm. Um, 
because it's a Les Ferdinand appointment, and if it doesn't, then that's the third successive appointment. For is Les this Ferdinand a Les Ferdinand appointment, no. though? I mean, this seems more like a Tony Fernandez appointment to me. The way that Tony was tweeting and saying Ian's going to bring the good times back. Tony was sick and tired of getting the grief on Twitter about the badge, about everything else, right. and it reeks to I think me. You're giving them too much credit. I think this was a shrug of the shoulders. <laughs> We've run out of ideas, lads. Appointment, wasn't it? Which 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 I, I, I like he, him. I like I, right. I like Holloway. He's right. This was this was a totally Fernandez appointment. Totally down to Tony. I couldn't see how Ferdinand. It just seemed like a real left field appointment for Ferdinand to make, given the last two managers he had, who I know didn't work out. Um, the, the, the two who, who who were swimming in the sea to get the job. Was yeah, he what? wanted Rowett, didn't he? Chris, Chris, no, Chris Pearl, which. It's fair enough in some respects. Chris has never been in a club where he's been able to prove himself properly because he's always been a club that had to sell, blah, blah. And the other one was the Bristol City manager that got sacked, who was at Portsmouth, whose name's now gone out of my head. Oh, uh, not, not, not Steve. Um, Steve Cottrell. Yeah, he was a coach for Cotrell, us for a while. Yeah. Yeah. He was the other one that was he's mentioned. He's just gone somewhere this week. Birmingham. Birmingham. Yeah. Oh, God, Don't God. write him. Don't no, write not him. at all. I mean, so, maybe 10 years ago he did all right, but not, not yeah, now. Yeah, he's, he's, he's an interesting character. So... It, 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 it was, it was, this is a Tony Fernandez appointment. Um, and I don't think Les had that much input in this one, which again, but why do we need so many people in top roles at QPR when surely if you have a What do you mean, like who? Well, it's kind of like we seem to have a lot of, we have a lot of chefs and then when the ingredients goes wrong, no one wants to take the blame for it because you say, well, it's not me. It's, but who, it's who are you talking about? Well, you've got Les, you've got Lee Hughes, you've got... Well, you need Lee Hughes. He runs no, no, the I'm club from the, the business point, side. The, the point, yeah, but then... I don't think we have that many appointments, though. Well, you, you do, you've, got the, you've got the technical director of Chris Ramsey. You've got Lee Hughes... Yeah, but Les they're just fancy names for what they used to call who, coaches. All right, so who's buying the players then? Is it Les? Is it Who's Pedro's? what? Buying the players. Getting the players, scouting them, bringing them in. Is it Les? Because you'd like to think a manager would say, I like the look of the skeezer, or, um, so-and-so, I want to sign him. Or they go, no, we'll go and sign someone similar who's playing here. So you want the manager's choice because surely he will know the players best. And that person can... Is Gary Penrose working for Ian Holloway or is Gary Penrose working for Les Ferdinand? I'm not sure we have... Too many people there because to run a football club, this so- it sounds like a sort of normal amount. But what you do have is they all know each other. Who was They're the all direct- mates, all right. aren't they? Who was the director? Ferdinand for- played with Holloway. Holloway played with Penrice. Holloway managed Bircham. They're all, I suppose, in one pers- in one sense, they all they all know each other. Who so was they get along, but- football? Well, but he was an old school manager. But you're just talking about one additional appointment, aren't you? But wasn't the whole idea... Well, Warnock had a coach, didn't he? He had two assistant managers, the same as Holloway did. He had Mick Jones and, and Keith Curl, didn't he? He just yeah, didn't but, have someone above him. Yeah, but one thing Warnock did do was he won promotion. The cl- um, but the club was a mess then. I think it's just Warnock's a really good manager and he can probably get the best but, out of any situation. But you're trying to, your point is that there's an excessive amount of people at the club, but no, I, I don't no, see no, that. My point, point is, someone needs to take responsibility. We don't know who brings the players in. Because you say it's Les, and Les says actually, maybe it's I get some. But now I brought Guy Penrace in for this. Then you go. Well, he's a scout. He's the chief scout. Yeah, Every so, club has a chief scout. Yeah. Okay. So then you've got a, the structures where I worry because then you've got the manager, Les. Who signed Yanni? Who signed Silla? Who signed? Um, but then you've got Freeman. You've got Skull. You know, it's, it seems to be there's a real mix of players coming well, isn't, in. Isn't Les the one who will say, 
actually, you can't have him because he wants 30 grand a week. Uh, isn't he just... I, I mean, I'm, Well, no, because then you wouldn't sign Silo Yanni. Isn't it a committee that... Yeah, but they're not on 30 grand a week, are they? Carry on. Okay, you reckon they, the, tra- the transfer fee was big. I don't think they're on big wages. That's... Okay, uh, I, I, I would hope they're not. But... Uh, Chris, what else you got on your notes? How, uh, how, yeah, we, we've got we've gone for quite a long time, so we're going to have to do ours end in a minute. But what else have we yeah. missed out on okay, talking about? Well, one thing I thought that Fulham attacked with more pace than we did. I thought we were a bit too ponderous in getting things going at, at times. I thought they, I think again, Fulham have been together for quite a while. They're getting players back from injuries, and and really on the basis of last season, hate to say, it, but they're probably a better team than us at the moment. I think the and I think the midfield three were great as well. And I did uh, I know there was a thing on lawful words about what you could call them, you know, because there's <laughs> Skawongo I think was one of them. Uh, <laughs> but I, I was thinking of this is this will apply to older punk fans only but because Messi Suarez and Neymar are MSN, Skawen Luongo and Freeman SLF. Maybe that's what we should call them. Well, still little fingers. Yeah. Uh, but David's completely drawing a blank there. Yeah. Very good Belfast band yeah. as well. One of my favourite bands of all time. Do you, yeah. you're on your phone, who are you texting? No, no, no. I was looking up some stuff. Okay, well, have the, other thing, the other thing... On Twitter. Just sorry, just in terms of the, yes. the pace that Fulham showed, I think um, we probably uh, played into their hands a little bit there because we were pressing, 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 playing really high up the pitch. Now, hmm. with Anua, he's got some pace. You could probably do yeah, that. He might yeah. be able to compensate. But the guys that were there, as soon as he went, went over the top or behind the, the centre-halves... Yeah, no, that's a good show. Ojo... I think that was the, the fellow who fell over when the, the wind blew, but oh, yeah, yeah. Fast. yeah, he had he pace to burn, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, the other thing I was going to say that I've got written down um, is a Clive stat actually from Lawful Words. Um, it was in his fantastic um, match report, as ever. Um, he said, Only one team has had more than QPR's 87 shots on goal at home, two more sides better than 35 shots on target. Only three have had more than our 138 touches in the opposition box and no other team has registered as many as Rangers' 110 crosses. QPR average 60.78% possession in their home games this season, the second best in the league. So make of that what you will. The crosses thing's interested. 110 crosses. It just tells me there's no one to put it in the back of the net. Well, that's that's what I was trying to say before. I mean, I think... okay, they're not all good crosses, but I think what we're lacking is... A finisher. Is a finisher. Mm. It's, I mean, I That's what every club in the league wants. Yes, yeah, of course. Don't you? And going back to Paul, going back to the Warnock point, we had he was blessed with having Adel to Rabd in the side, who, yes, he did manage very well, but he did score 19 goals from midfield. And we haven't got a striker looking like getting anywhere near that this season. So it's not the whole answer to the problem. I think defensively we're a bit short, particularly at the moment. Uh, the midfield is great, but up front we're just lacking someone to f- finish it off. What mistakes do you think we made in player recruitment then? Because you, you, I get from what you're saying that we're too short in too many areas. Well, well, centre-back, arguably. Um, I mean, the fact that we were going to try and bring Clint Hill on a deal, as much as I'd like to have seen him here, because I think he'd have been great, especially in the dressing room. Um, but yeah, you could definitely argue that. And, and yeah, a, a centre-forward. A centre-forward, but... I agree. Centre-forwards... <laughs> <laughs> Centre forwards are going. Villa spent fifteen million on somebody. Uh, I mean, the, 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 the fact of the matter is, we're cutting our cloth accordingly. We can't afford to go and buy a centre forward who's on Hang thirty on. grand. A week. Sorry, so do, we, Sorry. do we go back to the um, the conversation I've heard a couple of times on the podcast about coaching the players that we've got to improve them? So this is where it comes to what we were talking about well earlier done, on. Well done, well researched. Well and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, 
like Again, it. we go back to we go back to Silla. Give him a run. I mean, you can't just drop him in, take him out, drop him in, take him out, and expect him mm. to develop a game that's going to be sharp, score lots of goals. Leave him in there. Find out what he can really do. But Chris, you say, you say that you say that right. Go and tell Barnsley that we haven't got we, we've got a small budget and they will laugh at us. Go and tell Burton we've got a small budget and laugh at us. We spent nearly three million on Washington. We spend one point five, one point six. But we don't want to compete with Barnsley and Burton, Paul. Do yeah. we? So wh- wh- why? Because of the game would be. No, we want to compete <laughs> with the teams no, that what are is, obviously going to be in the top yeah, five okay. places in the league. I sound like I'm mourning to that, and I probably am. But what I'm saying is, the small budget, yes, but this is a new thing. You've still got Colker and massive wages. Anu is pretty well paid. There's still a lot of players yeah. in that squad who are pretty well paid. Well, Anu is not play at the moment, can he? However much he's paid. Well, no, I know, but I'm just saying that, that, that there's, there's a feeling that um, the fans just come on and made a Chris. Give me your views on our squad size. <laughs> I've nicked your <laughs> you notes and notes. I'm talking through them. Well, I just... I, I, I believe, I'm, I'm, I'm just from memory, <laughs> our squad size is 33 and Fulham's was 23. Yeah, uh, and that's wow. what, what strikes really? me. Yeah, every time you look at the programme, uh, our <laughs> squad goes on for about another foot further down the pace than, than everybody else's. And I, I just really? wonder, why do we need all of these players? And again, if we'd maybe got rid of some... I know some are out on loan. But, yeah, I just think it's too overblown, that squad. And, and when you've got that many people, then the, the tendency is to start rotating and throwing play go, go, players in back, like he did last season. Going back to scouting and, and money, we spend 500000 on Goss at Man U, and he hasn't featured at all. So that's, yeah. that's a lot of money for a championship side to disregard somebody. In my opinion, sorry, I got thorn because Chris decided it would be able to turn into Father Christmas. Sorry. Um, so do you know what I mean? We have, we are still spent the money. We have still spent money, but we Washington. We all want to come good, and hopefully he will at some point. But I think the clock's clicking on him. For the, the fans ticking, yeah. and, and the fans because it's it's now or never. And I think he just needs like Silla, but perhaps let's play two up front. Let's play two, keep them in the middle. Stop trying to get someone going wide all the time. I mean, you had Smith wide, Silla wide, Mackey was wide a lot of time. Just bring people in the middle and create, smash the ball in because the championship isn't the best league in the world for defenders. So you've got nothing to lose by going gone ho sometimes, which is what Fulham did against us. They just went gone ho. Their defence wasn't actually that good. We just didn't test it enough. I mean, I think the three million on Washington. Uh, when you look that we sold Charlie Austin for four million, um, okay, that's I know, not his fault. Though. No, I know, I know that, I know that. But uh, it's just looking like, uh, I mean, you buy, a th- you spend three million on a striker at this level in the hope that he's going to get a f- few goals. And I do like Washington; I think he's a decent player, but he hasn't scored that many goals, and he wasn't that prolific at Peterborough. To be honest, he had one. No. We had, he had one sort of purple patch. Where he scored, you know, seven or eight goals in in ten games or something, and I got a Peterborough mate, and he said they, you know, they were laughing all the way at bank to get three million for him, and that's, I, you know, I don't want to slag him off, but I'm just saying, you know, maybe maybe we could have got him for a bit less, or maybe we, I, I don't know, I don't know. We, we, Isn't like one of the realities of the club at the moment that we have to be in the market for a lower standard of player naturally, like we have to bring players up from lower leagues we can't sign the finished product anyway so with all these players they're probably not going to arrive and first season hit 20 goals or it's going to be a work in no, progress but all I the time the argument with washington is that he's been given the time to find his feet and now is really the season that he has to deliver on the other side of the coin i watched chef at wednesday play the other day and they had fletcher 
Hooper and Rhodes. I mean, Jesus. In championship level, that's Real Madrid. You know, so... Who knows? We need to, we need someone to come through. We need we talk about Les. We need a young Les. We need a Bannister. We need a Penrace. We need someone who knows where the net is, who can finish. Because if we start getting that, start winning games, everyone's game will improve. The midfield's fine. We start winning games. We keep the ball at the other side. Trust me, the confidence will grow. We're just losing our confidence because the heads are going down sometimes. If you think back though, Les failed at first. Yeah, he went to Turkey for he a He went bit. off to Turkey, so yeah. he was in exactly the same position as we're you know, talking about Washington now. Well, maybe not, and I appreciate he came from the non-league. So the expectation and the money spent um, on Washington, you know, he didn't mm. carry that. But he failed to start with, and he was... Massively he, failed as well. Yeah, so mm. off he went to Turkey and he came back in a, you know, a new man, whatever it was that turned him around. I think it was a Chelsea Can't match turned him around. He scored them goals against Chelsea. He then... Whole career starts, and and maybe that's what it is with strikers. You know, something happens, something clicks at a moment, and their career is is changed. For, I mean, I remember John Spencer signed from them lot, and he's banged in twenty three and twenty five games, whatever. Then he's Everton started sniffing around, it all went pear shaped. Goals breeds confidence, and if you don't score the goals, everyone's confidence suffers. But I think if Silla is given a run, I'm, I could be rude. Prove wrong here, but I think he is the most likely of, yeah. of the longest. Yes. So. Best finisher, yes. best yeah. finisher. Ours uh, okay. ends. Ours end. So this is the last part of the podcast. Anything else that we haven't discussed that you'd like I've to got add? Loads. <laughs> go on, Paul. No, 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 no. Go first. No, I, like I want to see you go first. Come on. This to make bad podcasting if you refuse. That's don't so be impolite. That, that's go, so on. go on. Go on. Go on. All right. First of all, I'd like to thank you, which is unusual. Me? Yeah, I've never done this ever again in my life. In okay. Fact, I'm going to wash my mouth out because Sunderland, train ticket. Thanks oh, to I you. Oh, I saw you. I, yeah, I connected you with a train so ticket. So thank you yeah. for Tim Powell of Sly for selling me your train ticket to Sunderland so I can now go and moan on the next podcast about the game. Thank okay. you. Um, second, I'm off to Norway on no Sunday. Norway. No way. <laughs> 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 There are two guests. You don't find that a bit weird. I've got no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> do it again. Do it again. Say I'm it again. going to Norway on Sunday. Norway. <laughs> yeah, that's a bit weird, isn't it? It is, isn't it? <laughs> but it's like it's like walking on wires and acid, isn't it? For it's those just... of us who have haven't been you... paying attention much to your qualifying campaign, give us the just the summary. <laughs> We're going to the World Cup, perhaps. What have you got to get, like a point or something? No, we're qualified for the playoffs. We just got, we just got no way. And what have you got to do? Is it? It's not possible, is it, to get the? They got to beat Germany to win so the. Yeah. Basically, no. <laughs> <laughs> and how's your campaign going, young man? Yeah. No, not great. Not great. Uh, thank Very you. Good. So I go to Norway, but I've heard a horrible rumor. I don't know how true this is, and I need someone to confirm this by Sunday. They don't sell alcohol in Norway on Sunday. This really? has got to be nonsense. That's what I'm hearing. That's what I'm hearing. You no can... way. <laughs> yeah. You've got to stop that now, all right? Yeah. You've, seriously. The... Yeah. So, yeah, so I'm going with a QPR fan, meet up with other QPR fans, and I'm getting my QPR St. Patrick's flag done before the game as well. So if you see a St. Patrick's flag with a QPR badge in the middle, that is I, with a little Martin O'Neill lookalike behind it. That'll be me. Um, the other thing is, we're all very, very keen and I've done tonight to slag the club off some way because of things. But I was very, very teared up when I saw the Tiger Club special on Sky Sports last week. And, you know, despite what we say, 
what a job them guys are doing in the community department and the club. Everything off the pitch is absolutely superb and well done for getting them kids on national TV, getting them the exposure deserved and so proud that our club are doing things like that and we're making disability something that people forget about and I just see kids in QPR shirts. Well done, Rangers. Proud of you. Who's next? Go on. Go on, Oliver. Oh, another thing. <laughs> no, no. Take off. Everyone wants it to be me. You'll still um, have the last word. Yeah, yeah we'll, come, we'll come back to Paul after me, maybe. If you want to go again. Well, if I go in between you and then before uh, me, and then... Yeah. This side's really raw. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't flatter yourself. <laughs> Oliver. <laughs> I'll jump in if that's all right. Yeah, go, go on, go, yeah. please. I just want to give a slightly different perspective because, you know, I come here every couple of years and um, I, I don't get the chance to go along to the games like you guys every week. Um, Friday night, even though we lost, I just absolutely loved being at Loftus Road again. It, there's, there's nothing like walking up the stairs. I walked up the stairs in the R block and especially under the lights, you know, you see, you see the green sway of the pitch. That feeling came back. It was like I was, you know, 15, 16 again. So it was just great being there. And um, the noise out of the R block, the Q block, the P block, all that sort of stuff, you don't just hear it, you feel it through your body as well. So to me, it felt like the place was rocking. I'm not sure if you see that sort of atmosphere every week. Um, I don't know if it was good or bad, but I enjoyed it. It was, it was really, really good. So it was great being back. Um, the other thing I wanted to do while I was here was to say thank you to you guys. Don't stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not you so much, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> But, um, you know, for all of the expats, you know, th- this is our connection to not the club but the fans. We get to find out what people are thinking and feeling and, you know, we don't, have, we don't get the chance to have these conversations with people in Australia or America, etc., because we're so, you know, far flung. Um, but listening into this, it's almost like, you know, being in a pub in the Uxbridge Road and listening to conversations in a bar and stuff like that. So um, I just want to say thanks to you, lot. Thank you, Noel. Thanks, mate. Yeah, I feel very weird, nice. eh? Very good. Can I just say one no, thing? No, 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 no. I forgot, Oliver. No, Oliver. I, I forgot one thing. What, one thing. Before Oliver goes... Really I told you this no, happened, didn't Exactly. I? One thing before he goes. Got to sort out the, the, the um, lower law. Yeah, thanks. That was going to be mine. Yeah. Carry so on. That'll be Chris's. Go on then, Chris. You jump yeah. in. We've got to sort out the lower law. Let's, let's, pull, out, let's pull out Finney's mic. Okay. Right. No, well, Finney will have another say on this, I'm sure. But I agree with you. I mean, I sit in the lower loft. Um, I had my daughter with me on Friday because it wasn't a school night. But, yeah, right in front of me, there's swathes of empty seats. I mean, they even had, like, the QPR youth team, uh, yeah, yeah, using up some of them. Um, and I've said this, I think, probably for the last two years. I, I know, you know, everyone's saying, just move the lower loft. But you can't just move the lower loft mid-season. A few people now have been there for quite a while. OK, there's an argument as to whether it should ever have been the family stand. Maybe it shouldn't have done. But it, but it is now, so we're stuck with it for the time being. But night games, is there some way you can text all season ticket holders a week or two before to find out how many seats are going to be empty and then sell their seats at a knockdown price? Say for Fulham or a bigger game, it's maybe 20 quid. For, for other games, a tenner. And then give, give the season ticket holder half of that money in um, in credit for the club shop so the club don't actually lose off money the season ticket next season. yeah or for the or off the season ticket next season there's got to be a way to do that because we've all received the text saying this is happening this is happening at Loftus Road uh, and, and also, don't make it just kids on a, on a, on a Friday or a Tuesday night because half the kids don't turn up anyway, which is why there's, there's empty seats. So that would, be, that would be my solution. 
But yeah. Is there any way that you could tie that into the, the Twickets website? Because that's how there was a season ticket holder who wasn't going, put his season ticket up on the Twickets website. That's the one I bought. Yeah, so I mean... Value. I filled that gap. And that was in the old block, but I'm sure it worked. But that happens. But I think a lot of people with the kids or, you know, who, who can't make... Just, just don't think about this thing. Oh, we can't make oh. it. We'll watch it on the telly. Don't think about it. If there was some sort of... If they had a reminder, an incentive, like a week yeah, before, probably. are you going Tuesday? Other people need your tickets. If so, let us know. We'll sell them and we'll give you half of what we get... And, and you can spend that in the club shop next time, or as Paul said, get it off your Ooh. season ticket. Oh, hey, about it, just doing it. I know Brentford do it, not unplugging Brentford, but I know Brentford do a thing where if you don't make a game and they can sell the ticket, it comes off your ticket for next season. But perhaps with the family stand on Saturdays as a family stand on night games, it's mixed because it looks bloody awful. No, I agree. I agree. And there was no noise, and we're losing. The only noise coming a lot of time was from them gobshites down the other end. And we, we've got to cancel that. We're doing our best, but you can't do it when, when people are on iPads behind the goal. Oliver. It's, it's come around. Rescue <laughs> us from Finney. <laughs> <laughs> That's a big ask. No, is it harsh? I like is it harsh? Oliver, you get the final word on the podcast. I suppose what I wanted to say was a shout out to my dad, Andrew, who's probably going to listen to this in Sydney. Hello, Andrew, in 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 Sydney. So uh, he's been listening for ages. I mean, I used to listen to this when I was in Australia too, like Noel. So uh, yeah, it is kind of a connection to the ground and the fans. And uh, it's very nice of you to say. International podcast. Thanks, mate. Thanks for thanks for both coming on. You've both been great. Thank so you. Thank right. To be honest with you, no one's ever. Sorry, Dave, but no one's. I told ever, you'd have the last word. God's thank sake. you for thanking Jeez. us. No one's ever come to this podcast and thanked us. And we're available for mitzvahs, weddings, and trips abroad. If anyone wants to um, Harris, we're there. Dubai, Dublin, Belfast, Brisbane, Sydney, New right. York. Uh, right, we finish off by talking uh, about the weekend. How how will we get on on Saturday? Next Saturday, you mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Know about you, lads. We won't lose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're going to Oslo. Enjoy yourself in Oslo, Paul. Uh, thank you guys for coming on. We are back in two weeks. No podcast next week uh, for international break. We'll be back after then. This has been Open All Ours. Thank you. Do you know what I forgot to say? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> There's more. UPR. UPR. This part right there.